Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Podcast One presents House of Kim with Kim Zolciak Bierman. Join Kim, her husband, and six children as she shares her journey to success and the positive mentality that brought her there. Come on in and make yourself at home. Now, here's your host, Kim Zolciak Bierman. Hi, you guys. Welcome to this episode of House of Kim. This is going to be a, a really exciting, um, emotional podcast. Um, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and we will be joined by a girlfriend of mine, Nicole, who was diagnosed with breast cancer at 26 years old just last year. Her story is really kind of cool. It's not breast cancer is not cool. It's not fun. It's it's definitely not something anybody wants to experience. But she, uh, as you'll hear, and I I hope she tells her story uh, in in some depth that she really. Uh, I'm made sure the best she will. I yeah, mean, she know, definitely she, made the best of it. Yep. She, um, her attitude is incredible. Yeah. I think you guys are really going to fall in love with her. Um, yeah. She and I actually met through a mutual friend, Jennifer Stano, um, who I also I met on Instagram years ago, and yeah. we just hit it off. And I think I was pregnant, and she was pregnant, and we just kind of hit it off. And super, super sweet girl. She somehow got involved with Nicole and her crystals, right? And then. She sent me one, and yeah. I'm obsessed. Yeah. So you guys can check out her Instagram. It's Crystal Z X C A C T I. They have like succulents in them, and they're really really cool. Yeah. So that's kind of how I met her, and we hit it off. And she's super sweet. I had no idea that she had breast cancer. I um, posted about her crystals because I love them so much, and she wrote me the most beautiful thank you um, for helping her business and promoting her without you know obviously being paid, which. Um, I try to stress to you guys that I love to promote products that are good quality and, yeah. um, all that good stuff. But anyways, really sweet. And we just kind of hit it off. So we have some stuff in the works and, um, which I'm excited about and can't wait to share with you guys. She has some stuff in the works, which is really cool. And this has changed her life. So anyway, it's going to be exciting. Right. So I think the crucial thing that you said too, is, is her mind frame. It is definitely in right in line, definitely a parallel mind frame to the house of Kim philosophy. You oh, know, it's, it's pretty insane. It you know, right, right, I, right I, line. that's why, and that's why you guys jive. That's why, as you'll hear, she's successful where we have found our success and, and where our listeners are finding their success. When you get in, in line with, you know, what we, what we've been talking about, things will really start to flow for you. So happy birthday to our beautiful oh my God. Ariana. Yes. yes, yes she yes. is 17 today on the 17th. It's her golden birthday. Oh my God. You guys, I got to be honest with you. She doesn't want me at her dinner tonight. I'm pissed about it. 
She's 17. Who I don't care. Brielle's still mad at me that I couldn't go to her 16th birthday because I was newly pregnant and throwing right. up or something, right. you know, well, or sick or whatever. I don't really remember the whole. But Ariana, I've asked her like six or seven times over the last month, what do you want to do? Nothing, nothing, nothing. Mm-hmm. I have everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I just feel really blessed. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's like, well, I want to go to, to this restaurant or one yeah. of our favorite restaurants for dinner. Um, I forgot this is coming out on her actual birthday and they could yeah. just run over to the restaurant tonight. Right. So I'm not telling you the name of the right. restaurant. <laughs> I almost said it. But anyway, she wanted to go there and I was like, okay, cool. So how many people? So all eight of us and then like eight of your friends. And she's like, um, no, uh, just my friends. Right. I'm like, oh really? Okay. Yeah. She's always been kind of our independent one. Very independent. Um, not attached to my nipple, as I right. say, jokingly. Yeah. Um, she's just very sweet and loving, but definitely loves her friends. She's yeah. a Libra. She's yeah. a people pleaser, too. So I'm not sure why she's not pleasing her mom, but I'm going to let her have her little birthday party you know, at this restaurant with her friends, and I'll see her when she gets home. But it's a little sad that she's growing up. I mean, I can't believe I'm a year away from 18. Yeah, I can't believe. That's just, just nuts. Like I remember man. when I had Ariana, I was like in the going through a divorce. It was absolute hell. I had her. My mom was in the delivery room. That was it. And then my mom had left that night and it was just me and Ariana chilling in the hospital bed. And I'm like, how the f*** am I going to do this as a single parent? Like, this is going to be insane. And here we are 17 years later. Little did you know, Ariana had it figured out for you. Ariana, I know that's right. (laughs) She made my life very easy at the tender age of like two hours old because she has just been my easy moving baby. She just needed her sleep and her food. Brielle was a bit more demanding. Right. But anyways, okay, you guys. So everybody head over to Ariana Bierman, please, and wish her a happy birthday today. Um, I just really can't believe it. Send her lots of love. Send her lots of love. Sundays from the CW and the creator of Jane the Virgin comes a highly anticipated new series, Charmed. Charmed is an incredible new show about the magic of sisterhood and the power of sisterhood. Two sisters, an activist, and a fun-loving sorority wannabe have the shock of their lives, the untimely and suspicious death of their mother. Then, another huge shock shows up at their door, an older sister, a scientist. Mom's been hiding that third sister all of her life. With the death of their mother, suddenly their powers are unleashed, mind-reading, freezing time, and moving things with the mind. Imagine if all the women you knew and loved made you feel more powerful your very own OG squad. What would that be like? Would you feel like nothing could stop you? I know I feel that way with my girls. If you could have a magic power to make everyday life a little easier, what would it be? Late for a rider share? Freeze time? If your latte is cold, maybe warm it up with a little flame from the tip of your finger? Threadbare yoga pants? How about an invisibility spell? What about something bigger? If you were a witch eye doctor, prescribe gender and colorblind glasses? What if the guy you're dating starts ghosting you? Send him a ghost? I personally would like to read everybody's mind. Each charmed one has a special power. By now, they have to figure out how to access and control them. They must find the quote-unquote craft in witchcraft, all while trying to lead a normal life and make the world a better place. Using the power of three, the charmed ones will temper the patriarchal powers that be with the powers of she. Three sisters, they will find the unique magical gifts in themselves and the power in each other. Together, they will find their destinies and become the power of three. These three women come to find they are stronger together. Their supernatural powers combined, the Charmed Ones will fight evil and protect the innocent. Starring Madeline Mantock, Sarah Jeffrey, and Melanie Diaz. Charmed is casting its spell on The CW. All new Sundays at 9, 8 central after an all new episode of Supergirl. Only on The CW. We know we'll be watching. Okay, another weekend of baseball, you guys. We're getting close to the playoffs. I think we only have two more weekends. 
and then uh, the the little playoff round to get to the championship and get the fall trophy is coming. So why is there so much drama in like little kids baseball between the parents? Uh, I don't know. You know, I, I think you know, I think everybody wants to win. I mean, everybody has a competitive yeah, but like, come, well, this is seven U, six U. <laughs> I know it's, it's like, not the come World on, Series. babies. That's what I said on my Snapchat. <laughs> like, it's not the World Series. Right. Um, I, I right. get us all being competitive. I definitely am super competitive. Yeah. I'll be oh, the first man, one to too. admit it. Well, I'm yeah, gonna, baby, you're a professional athlete. You're, right. I think you might be a whole nother level. <laughs> right. I'm definitely competitive. Right. I always have to be the best. Blah, 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 blah. I'm sure yeah. you guys have all figured that out, but like, no legit. There is like so much cattiness and drama. I mean, yeah. hold on, Panama City's calling me. All right, we're back. We had to we had to pause our recording. That was actually a, a friend of ours that we had not heard from uh, in in five days, six days. Yeah, uh, down in uh, Panama where uh, Hurricane Michael had hit, and she we just heard from her. So she's fine, house fine, pets are fine, husband's fine. Uh, which is such a huge blessing for us and, and such a relief. We were getting quite worried there, but uh, she's doing great. And, and I just. I go and get upset anyway. Right. I just oh. say, Croy, you talk because right. I don't want to get upset. Right. Yeah. Um, I've been worried sick for right. like five yeah. days yeah. about her. And she said, you know, right before the hurricane hit, uh, she said, I'm going to, you know, as soon as I can text you, I will. So I've been blowing her phone up and. Right. Um, yeah, trying to get in touch with other people that I know that are okay there to go yeah. check on her, so ugh, I yeah. can breathe. Her yeah. house is okay. Yeah. She said she's feeding people and yeah. um, bathing people, and yeah. uh, so anyway, oh god, yeah. Yeah. it's so, like a hundred pounds off my shoulders. Right. So we we definitely send our love to the Florida Panhandle and yeah, Mexico Beach and uh, man, that's rough, but. Uh, Anyway, Glad she's we're okay. Yep. very thankful yep. that she's okay. It's seriously like 100 pounds off my shoulders. So. Right, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I've been like literally sick to my stomach. But, you know, you don't want to like totally bombard somebody. But right. it's like, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? She said, she, you know, yeah. So I, that's why I'm sorry, you guys. I was like, Panama's calling and we right. had to put you on hold for one second. Right. Um, and, of course, like, okay, well, just, you know, explain when you get back on. I'm like, you're going to talk so I don't get upset. Right. But that didn't work. So anyways, ah. <sighs> can take a big deep breath yeah we were talking about baseball all three boys teams won. i don't even know if the drama matters now you <laughs> no, know what i'm saying does. like it never it does never in does. the scheme of things i'm just no. like i can actually breathe no. um shit that was really, like heavy right you know situations like that uh yeah medical situations you know the the situation here with nicole that we're gonna discuss those those kind of things really put things into perspective yeah, 100%. Man. and she it said just, it's bad. My girlfriend said it's bad. She's just a few miles right. away from complete devastation. Um, her house, thankfully, you know, is okay. And um, but to hear her, she's she's. Yeah. She, I yeah. mean, literally, that storm. She said moves. she's having a hard time. And and today's it kind of hit her that, you know, they're making. She said she's making pans of brownies and, you yeah. know, bathing people and giving yeah. them water and stuff. So yeah. there's a lot of ways that you guys can help. Um, and, you know, you can simply Google donations right. and, yeah. and that sort of thing. So anyhow, okay, moving on. We're just not even going to talk about the drama at baseball, y'all. <laughs> no. We're just going to talk about the fact that parents can be catty. There's a yeah. lot of competitiveness. Don't at the worry. end of the day, Shrug like, we off. all want to win. Right. But it's like, yo, you, you're going to walk by me and not say hi now? Cause, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Cool. You know what? Send them a smile. Cool. And you know what? Hey, have a great day. That's right. what we do. So oh, anyway, yeah. moving on from that, you guys, our positive segment is going to be Nicole because she's super positive. Right. I imagine this might go for a, a, a quite a, 
a lengthy conversation. She can well, talk. Too, we so. can talk. Yeah. Her and I can talk. Yeah. But her story is so incredible. And I'll do the golden nugget immediately afterwards because I have you know some things that I definitely want to touch on regarding the golden nugget. Right on. But anyways, okay. So let's answer Nicole's yeah, call. She's, Here she's she is. Right now. Hey, Nicole. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for coming on this podcast. We really, really appreciate it. Oh my God, of course. I'm so excited to be doing this podcast with you guys because last week's episode really resonated with me when Croy was talking about his poop scare and I just found out Croy and your new dog have something in common because they're both shitting blood. (laughs) (laughs) But the episode really resonated with me because in the beginning, Croy had mentioned that the normal standard age range for different types of testings need to be adjusted now that our food's changing in the environment and I don't so many different factors that go into changing these age ranges of when people are quote unquote supposed to be tested or doing exams. And I texted you before I even got through the whole podcast. And then when I realized at the end that you were low key mentioning me with my story, I was like, Oh my God, I have to say something to them because Croy's story fortunately is on like the best case scenario where you don't have cancer and it's just like you know I felt something I listened to my gut let me test it out and it ended up god willing being nothing and my story is kind of on the complete opposite spectrum where I felt something listened to my intuition and then it ended up being okay I want to I want everybody to hear this because I feel okay first we'll we'll talk about the age when you were diagnosed because I think this is really going to hit people pretty hard Um, and I don't think people even, I mean, I gotta be honest. I myself have never really even did like an exam like throughout my twenties at all. It didn't even cross my mind. So how old were you when you were diagnosed? I was diagnosed at 26 and you're a hundred percent right. There's no reason for a 26 year old to be doing self breast exams or, you know, doing regular breast exams at the doctor other than when you visit your gyno once a year. Right. But that doesn't mean that because it's rare that it doesn't happen more often than we think. I thought my story was one in a million. And once I shared it and I saw people sending me messages like I was 22 and I was 25. Oh my, and, oh my God. Like cancer, breast cancer specifically has been cre- been created to be this disease that's, I feel like, associated with older women. And by older women, I mean like mid-30s, and right. that's not even old. But yeah, I was 26. It was shocking. But as crazy as it sounds, it was the best thing to happen to me. And I learned a lot about myself and life. And I learned a lot of life lessons that some people don't get to learn in their lifetime. And I was fortunate enough to learn those lessons at 26. Not to say that the experience was easy by any means. But once I realized that this whole um, experience, that 90% of the battle was mental. And once I understood that and I accepted it, I was ready Mm -hmm. just to like, fight and I did and it worked out for me in the end. How did and you so, how did you initially did you find it or did your doctor find it? Tell us how yeah, that kind of so went down. I found it because like I said there's no reason for a 20 20 something year old to be doing breast exams. Um I came out of the shower and I was putting lotion on and I had too much lotion. So I was like, what other place can I rub myself? And I decided (laughs) to rub my boobs and I felt something so small, like the tiniest, tiniest bump. And I immediately like ran down and like, mom, mom, touch this. Do you feel this? And she did feel something. It was super small, but definitely touchable. 
And the next day, she tried to comfort me. She's like, you know what? Don't worry. Maybe you're close to your period. It could just be a right. lump. Don't worry about something. it. It's, it's, it's nothing. And um, it just it didn't sit right with me. Something in my gut was telling me to like get this checked out. Even the next day when I tried to find the bump, I couldn't find it. And my mom couldn't find it either. And I still was listening to my intuition, like Croy, there's no reason I can't tell you why. It's just a feeling that I, that I had in my gut and I decided to listen to. And I went to city of hope. I called and I was like, I need to get seen. I have you know, a history of breast cancer in my family because my mom was diagnosed at 34 oh, and wow. she was at 37. But um, so I kind of pulled that card to get them to rush me in and they did. And I had a whole conversation with my doctor. Um, I asked her, you know, what are the chances of this being cancer? And she's like, don't worry about it. You're young. You're, you're healthy. Like cancer's on answer. You're young, you know, yeah. you're young, honestly. Yeah. Like. So then, um, she, they did the whole exam. They did everything. They had me like raise my arm, turn to the side, do a cartwheel. Like they did everything. <laughs> and the nurse practitioner couldn't find it. She's like, sweetheart, I think it's your lucky day. Like, I don't feel anything, but let's wait for the doctor to come in. So as soon as the doctor came and grabbed my breast or boob, I don't know if I have to be politically correct. No, no you don't have to. You don't, honey. Okay. <laughs> she grabbed my you nipple. <laughs> and as soon as she grabbed it, she felt something. And she's like, don't worry. It's fine. It's easy procedure. Let's just do the lumpectomy. Um, if you, and for those who don't know what a lumpectomy, it's just when they remove the camp, the tumor and that's it. And so before, um, I did the lumpectomy, she had decided that she wanted to do a biopsy. And I kind of said, well, if I'm gonna, whatever this is benign or not, I want it to be removed. I don't want this thing growing inside of me and I don't want to be paranoid about it. So can we skip the biopsy and go straight to surgery? She's like, uh, if you want to. Yeah. So from the day that I first went to my initial doctor's appointment to the day of my lumpectomy, which was December 29th, 2016, it was only like four or five days. Like oh, I wow. didn't, waste, I didn't waste any time with this. So my whole theory of doing it so quick was I'm not going to bring 2017 with like medical issues. Like, let me get this shit over with now. And right. Be done right. With it. right. So I did the procedure. It was so easy. It was like a paper cut incision, not a big deal. The recovery was painless. It was, it was not, it was nothing. And so I went back January 3rd for my follow-up appointment just to check the incision. And that day I like got in such a big fight with my mom about not coming with me to this appointment because I know how hard it is for her to go back to City of Hope since that's oh. where she was treated and diagnosed 20 years ago. Oh. And I and I get it. I totally get it. And I just, for whatever reason, we just gone to space. Like, I don't want you to come. She just would make me feel bad because the hardest part in all of this was having to pick up the phone and break the news to my family and friends and tell them what my diagnosis ended up being because it hurts me to hurt people. And no one wants right. to see their mom crying. Like you guys are supposed to be tough. So when your mom cries, it's kind of like uncomfortable. Like what am I supposed to do? Right. So anyways, long story short, I went to the doctors with my sister and my dad. And as soon as my doctor walked in, so you're um, not going to, are you going to get the results January no, 3rd? This or you're just... Just, January 3rd is just the follow-up gotcha. just to make sure that, and I'm kind of going all over the place just to make sure that the incision was healing properly. And as, as soon as I looked at my doctor and we made eye contact and I saw her eyes filling up with water, I'm like, if she blinks two more times, like t she's done, tears are going to come down. And I just knew, I was like, she's going to tell me some shit. <laughs> and so sure enough, she sat next to me and she's like, you know, you're really young. I'm like, okay. 
she's like, you know, I, I, I didn't want to call you. And I was like, okay, so she's busy. I didn't know where she was going with it. She just kind of kept going around in circles. Then she's like, okay, so your pathology came back and it ended up being cancer. And I hear like my sister and my dad crying behind the curtain and I kind of went numb. I thought if I had ever pictured myself being in this situation, I thought I'd be like crying and screaming and just over the top. But when you're actually in that situation, I went completely numb and I was just kind of like, okay, like, what do I do next? Like, what do, where do we go from here? I didn't have time to feel bad for myself or how is this happening or why is this happening to me? I just kind of went into survival mode. I'm like, okay, like, let's do this and let's get it over with. And so that's when I was diagnosed with stage one breast cancer. Um, my It was estrogen positive, which makes me wonder how much birth control plays a factor in all of this because I was put on birth control at an early age just for like period cramp reasons. Right, right. Um, but yeah, so I was diagnosed on January 3rd. On the 19th, I did my double mastectomy again. Like I did not wait around. And the only reason I was so adamant about doing everything so quickly was because my 27th birthday is March 20th. And I was like, again, I don't want to bring in my 27th birthday with cancer. So let me deal with this while I'm still 26 and get it over with. So I did it and it was the scariest day. Uh, I almost walked out of that surgery because I was so terrified. I didn't know what to expect when I looked down and I, I just, I wasn't sure. And I felt like maybe I had done it too quick or maybe I had, you know, maybe I should go to therapy and talk to somebody about this. Right. But at the end of it, um, I decided, you know what, let me just do it and get it over with. I already have everybody here. My entire family and friends are here, all the doctors and nurses. The, and I have like a whole team at City of Hope. And I realized that, you know what, I feel like it doesn't matter how much therapy I do. Nothing's ever going to prepare me for this moment. And so I did it. I got it over with. It was I didn't know what pain was until I woke up from that surgery. I can't even begin to explain what it feels like, but you're ultimately getting your chest amputated and oh. it's so painful and it's not pretty. Um, it's a long recovery. It's a lot of like, you know, different emotions come along with it. And another thing that like people don't really talk about is you people. I feel like when, for example, with me, I signed all the hospital documents because I had to, um, but when it comes to infections, I thought like, oh, I'm for sure going to be like invincible. Like cancer is bad enough. Like my luck can't be that bad. And sure enough, two oh weeks God. after I had the surgery, I go back to the doctors. And as soon as he opens my gown, he told me, he's like, I'm not going home tonight until I operate on you. I'm like, what do you mean? Like I had coffee on my way here. I ate breakfast. I'm pulling every excuse under the sun to like at least push it back to the next morning because I was not prepared to come in for another follow-up just to find out that I had to go into emergency surgery. So that was the whole process. I was oh um, rushed into surgery. I had an infection called Pseudomonas. Mm -hmm. Um, and because of the infection, it was like a huge setback in my recovery. I had to put a much smaller implant on the right breast in comparison to the left so that they can close the, um, incision. And that left me like lop lopsided for about six months until my body was healed enough to undergo wow. my third, my, oh, what was, let me think one, two, this is going to be my fourth surgery. 
um, in a matter of like six months. So that was hard. And that was kind of my breaking point when I looked at myself in the mirror after the infection. I was kind of just like, what the f*** is happening? Like I went from having big natural boobs that everybody thought was fake. And now I have big fake boobs that everybody thinks is real. So when I tell them like, (laughs) oh, I have cancer, their mind is blown. And, you know, I kind of tell people like, yeah, initially, when you look at me, if you don't know me, you think, oh, my God, this girl's like tits on a stick. She has her boobs done, whatever. Yes, I do have my boobs done, but not by choice. And I feel like that's the biggest misconception about breast cancer is that people think that having a double mastectomy is equivalent to a breast augmentation. And it's like, so different that I don't even know where to start it like it's almost insulting when somebody says well it's like you're getting a free boob job I'm like you don't want to be getting yeah it's it's so different but yeah I I just rambled I don't really even know unbelievable yeah such an amazing story ladies boot season has finally arrived it's the perfect opportunity to be the fall fashion trend center you've always dreamed of being and you don't have to spend millions of dollars to do it live up to your potential your style potential that is with a justfab.com membership you guys i have to be honest I shopped at JustFab. I bought workout clothes, sneakers, jeggings. Yes, jeggings. It's very flattering on the behind. Over the knee boots. I mean, I could go on and on and on. And millions of other women say that JustFab is their go-to site to see what's new and trending in boots, shoes, clothing, and accessories. When you visit the site for the first time, you're given a style quiz, which is really, I love this part of this website. Once you take it, JustFab personalizes your shopping experience so your favorite styles rise right to the top. I mean, let's be honest. We all have different styles, different tastes. You can shop as a guest or become a JustFab VIP and take it from me. Becoming a VIP is by far the best way to shop. VIPs save up to 30% off on retail prices and gain access to tons of other exclusive perks. I signed up as a VIP and found everything I needed perfectly picked just for me. And JustFab offers a flexible membership, so each month you can choose to shop or skip. You shop the way you want to. Trust me, you'll love being a VIP member. I'm so glad, you guys, honestly, that I did it. It's time to step up your boot game. If you go to JustFab.com slash Kim now and sign up as a VIP, you'll get your first style for as low as $10. That's JustFab.com slash Kim to get your first style for as low as $10. JustFab.com slash Kim. Some of the really cool highlights that, that I, I picked up throughout listening was, you know, like you said, in the very, very beginning, it is crucial, I think, that we recognize as as uh, individuals in a different time, in a different era, with different technologies and pollutions and problems. And we have to be more aware of our bodies, be more aware. You can't just go off the old school. Oh, I'm totally, you have to be really aware, right. you know? I mean, I, I definitely think food like you said food food i mean the air we breathe yeah. you know i just think yeah. we're just it's totally in changing and, yeah yeah exactly it's totally right. changing the it's way quite our alarming. bodies handle things you know and, and uh, unfortunately all the hormones and food yeah. all the stuff i wonder you know does that play a role i mean yeah you know, how does that affect somebody at the end of the day yeah right uh, i agree you definitely have to be your own doctor and you shouldn't be afraid to do a checkup. I hear a lot of women saying, like, I don't want to do my mammogram. I heard it's painful. I'm like, you know what? It might be painful, but a double mastectomy is more painful. So either do the mammogram, and if there is something there, take care of it early because early detection yeah. does save lives. And honestly, mammograms aren't even the only option. I was going to ask you. I think have. you're the one that – weren't you the one that told me, though, that mammograms 
often or not often, but sometimes do miss. And so it's, it yeah. really is best to do right. a self exam. Self exam. Yeah, probably. you could do a you could do a self exam. You could get in the shower and lather your hands and use like soap. I feel like when your hands lubricated, you can kind of feel a little bit better. Um, you can use the cashmere toning oil that I use all the time. <laughs> You're just so cute. Need to have your hand. You just need to listen to yourself and feel for things. And this is also for like men too. Like. I don't care if it's your girlfriend, your wife, your mistress, your side chick, whatever it is. Like, <laughs> if you feel something, like, speak up because you could be saving right. your whatever she is to you. You could be saving her life. Like, I know and I'm very aware of the fact and I'm grateful for the fact that I know that I had the best of the worst situation because I caught it so early. I didn't have to do chemo. So what did it feel like? Like, what, what did it – how would you describe – the lump is it big is it small does it, it hurt does it what did it feel like to you no so cancer breast cancer doesn't hurt so if it if it hurts it's a good wait, sign no you're right it does yeah, not okay. hurt okay yeah. so um it felt like you know when you feel a pimple coming out from under your skin right yep it, it was like barely on the skin surface like thank god my tumor was so close close to the skin surface that I was able to feel it mm. because if it was any deeper in my breast tissue, I, I would have had no idea to go be doing uh, like breast ultrasounds or breast MRI. Right, I, right, there, yeah, there's yeah, no reason course, because right. again, I'm too young. Right. According so, to the standards that we you know, are wrong. I just feel do you like think that your, your mom, do you think genetics played a role? Has there, has there any been anybody else in your family other than your mom that's had breast cancer? No, I mean, my some of my aunts, but they're not my aunts by blood. It's through marriage. Um, my, so this is something else that I always tell people. You need to know your family history. If you know that breast cancer is in your family history, you definitely should be doing breast exams at least 10 years younger. And I say that because now that I look back, my mom, the first time she was diagnosed, she was 34. How did she and find it at 34? So I'll never forget this. We went skiing. And my dad, like, was giving her a hard time on her boat and was going, like, super fast and, like, cutting corners to see if he can get her to fall down. And she just wouldn't. And finally, <laughs> That's when my she, girl. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> finally, when she fell down, she was, like, so out of breath. And they went to the doctors and we had came back from that weekend of boating and they found it. Um, but again, by chance, if we hadn't right. gone boating and if she didn't fall like that and didn't realize like, wait, my shortness of breath is weird. When they were doing other tests, they had like come across the lump in her breast. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So it's pretty crazy, yeah. but. Well, we talk a lot about, sorry to interrupt you. We talk a lot no, about, no, no, we'll keep going to our, our listeners. Uh, and I call it our internal compass. Kim calls it intuition. I think, uh, for women it is, you know, you guys have kind of this extra sense sixth sense of intuition. Uh, so men, I feel like maybe have a little bit harder time of following their internal compass, but it's super, super important to listen to those emotions or listen to those tugs on you, you know, that energy that's pulling at you and saying, look, Hey, go here, look, check this out. You've got look, it. But I think this. we're so busy though. Right. Like, you know, you got, it's, my... a, it's a practice. You got to practice listening to those, yeah. to those poles and, and yeah. you know, it's, it, it's, you got to, you got to really plug into your energy, spend some time in the morning. Like we said, really focusing on, on what it is that you want. You'll, you'll get answers. You'll get questions. You'll get polls. You'll get those things where I say, man, I, I just, I need to check that out. Or man, I should pay attention here or, or may I should do this or do that. 
and it, I definitely that, think, you know, we'll go back to my stroke that morning. It was the worst headache of my life, of right. my life. Right. Like when I look back, it's like you dumbass, but who has a stroke at 37, right. you know? So I go to Dancing with the Stars, I'm on stage, I'm rehearsing, and I keep telling my hairdresser that's been with me for 17 years, I'm so car sick still, I'm so car, she's like, bitch, it's been two hours, shut up. I'm like, I just feel so weird. It was so black and white. Right. But you're programmed too, from society, from just the norms of like, oh, you're supposed to get a breast exam at 40, and you're supposed to get Nobody your blood drawn here at 30. Nobody has a stroke at 37, it's like you gotta be at 50, 30. Or, you know? So you're programmed to say, to like yeah. shut those those things mm -hmm. down literally mm -hmm. like going through life you're programmed to shut down your intuition you're programmed yeah. to not listen to this you're programmed to go get a job that you hate you're programmed to i go didn't want to be eliminated from dancing with the stars yeah. right. but 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 we, we literally <laughs> you know we literally program ourselves to like not pay attention to the things we should be paying attention 100%. to 100 percent. and it's right. just yeah. unfortunate you know but but you didn't I mean, and, and it changed your life I it saved like your life Oh my God, 100%. I feel like, so before I got diagnosed with cancer, I was in like a huge depression because, you know, I went to USD, I got the 4.0, I did everything right. I studied to go to law school. I took my test and I did everything that quote unquote you're supposed to do. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do after I graduated college. So I'm like, okay, the next natural step would be go to graduate school. And I made like the biggest mess up on my LSAT where I double bubbled on one of the numbers. And it threw off my entire scantron for that entire section. So once that happened and I couldn't, I was like, oh, my God, what am I supposed to do? My entire schooling was geared towards law school. And it put me in like a huge depression because I didn't know what I was going to do next. Like I didn't have a plan B. And when I got diagnosed with cancer, everybody was so afraid that this was going to push me into a deeper depression. And it pulled me out so quick that it like surprised people that they would never come to my house and visit me and see me crying. Every time they came over, I was always like full hair, full makeup. I wanted to be as normal as possible because hearing the word cancer at 26 is scary. A lot of my girlfriends and friends and family members didn't know how to react to it because what were you supposed to say to somebody so young? And a lot of people, you know, they would come here and they'd be crying and they'd be sad for me. Like, no, don't be sad for me. Like, yes, I'm 26. And yeah, it's a little bit younger than most people, you know, go through this type of experience. But I'm very aware of the fact that there are children who have cancer and their childhood is taken away from them. And thank God I'm 26 and not six years old going through this. Right. So it was a huge blessing in disguise for me. Not only did it pull me out from camp, from the depression, I started a full-blown business that was a complete accident. I think I had told you briefly, I, during, after my fourth surgery, I was like, I don't want to be bedridden anymore. Like, I, I, I can't do this anymore. So I, as old, as old, as I get older, I'm turning more into my mother. And so I, I know, isn't that crazy how that works out? <laughs> it's like a blessing and the curse at right, the same time, right. but um, I started like planting succulents that we had in our backyard with crystals because that's how I got like introduced to them. And when visitors would come over, I just make these little arrangements and say, thank you for being here. Like, I know that you didn't have to come and visit me or, you know, send me flowers or do anything. And, and everybody kept telling me, you should turn this into a business. It's really, really cool. And I was like, no, what are you talking about? Like, this isn't a career. This is just a hobby. And I tried going to Venice. I had a pop-up and everything sold out. And I was like, okay, let me take this a little bit more serious. And then here comes May. I had like $0 in my account. I'll never forget. I walked out of the crystal store and I told Kim this um, the last time we spoke. 
I walked out of the crystal store and I was like, okay, just got an email from Wells Fargo that says you reached zero dollars. I'm like, it's the first and last time this is ever going to happen. And here comes like Friday and everybody started posting me and this whole idea of, I'm okay, if this doesn't work, I'm going to have to get a nine to five. And because of Jen and Kim and Layla and Lily and everybody else that's been so supportive, I have a full blown business. And I'm like, so thankful that law school didn't work out because had I been in law school, number one, I wouldn't have had time to put lotion on and feel myself. Number two, the year that I got diagnosed would have been the year that I was graduating and I would have had to drop out because I had so many surgeries lined up for the whole year. And even now that I'm recovered and I'm in remission, no, I would never go back to finish because it's changed me so much. And when you have a life-changing experience like that, it's, you're, it's inevitable that you're going to change. And who I am today is I'm I like myself so much more than before cancer so if it took cancer to get me to where I am today then like so be it everybody has their trials and tribulations in life and we're all faced with adversity that's just life there's nothing we could do about it but how you react to those situations is going to determine you know you're going to see how strong you actually are and don't get me wrong I wasn't positive every day I did have my days where I'm just like this much like Nobody call me. Nobody text me. Like I, I'm losing it today. By no means was it easy. Um, it was the hardest thing I've ever gone through, but it was definitely worth it. I don't need it to be easy. I just need it to be worth it in the end. And I feel like that's something that a lot of people are forgetting these days with you know social media and everything else. They want instant gratification. And if this taught me anything, was patience. Like today, I look normal, but it took five surgeries and. I like owe my life to Dr. Galanis for changing my entire life, like to the point that some days I forget that I had cancer. And I I know that the last time we spoke, I had mentioned to you like, oh, I'll send you photos. And it's not that I forgot to send you photos. It's that if I'm not in like, I have to be in the mood to even go back and look at those photos because I still can't believe that less than a year ago, I was fighting for my life. And a year later, I I'm healthy. I look better than before. I've met awesome people. I started a business. Like I'm continuing to start other business. It's just it couldn't have been any better of an experience for me. And it's not because anything was handed to me or anybody told me what to do. It's just because I made that conscious choice. Like, okay, yeah, this sucks, but I'm going to be mentally strong and I'm going to find the silver lining. And instead of asking, why did this happen to me? I just kind of asked myself now, like, okay, what is this teaching? Like, what is the universe trying to show me through this? And Absolutely. it's a lot of days it doesn't make sense. But when that day comes and you're like, oh, that's why I had to go through that to get here, then you'll be fine. Like nothing's going to be. I, I feel like people, olive oil now. Nothing can touch me. Like everything just slips off. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. I've gone through worse. You almost, yeah, it, right. I totally, that's right. exactly right. And I always tell people, you know, at the end of the day, Heinz, when I look back on my life, it's like, oh my, I, this place ended, I ended up here, I ended up here, I ended up meeting this person. You know, it all you know, in the end, I mean, you look back and reflect and everything had its purpose one way or another. And I think that with your crystals, which you guys I'm obsessed with, by the way, I've posted about them. I'm obsessed. They're They're really, really cool. They're really cool energy. My kids have them. They're in my house. The feng shui lady, remember you guys, I was telling you about the feng shui lady and she said I needed crystals like at the bottom of my stairs to keep the energy from traveling up. I needed them at my fireplaces. Anyways, I've used Nicole's crystals 
throughout my house. Actually, they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, my housekeeper was drowning them, though. <laughs> so <laughs> I sent her back my crystal because uh, my kids we turned the... We need a new succulent. Yeah, we need yeah. a new succulent. And she's like... Um, by the way, um, <laughs> you're watering it way too much. And we're like, oh. oh, God, okay. Support for House of Kim comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase lender. Let's talk about buying home. It can be one of the most important purchases you will ever make. But today's fluctuating interest rates can leave you with unexpected higher payments, which can turn a great experience into a very anxious one. That's why Quicken Loans created their exclusive power buying process. Here's how it works. They check your income, assets, and credit to give you verified approval. This gives you the strength of a cash buyer, making your offer way more attractive to the seller. Once verified, you qualify for their exclusive rate shield approval. They'll lock your interest rate in for 90 days while you shop for your new home. Then, once you've found the one, if rates have gone up, your rate stays the same. But if the rates have gone down, you get to keep the new lower rate. Duh! Either way, it's a win-win. It's the kind of thinking you'd expect from America's largest mortgage lender. To get started, head over to rocketmortgage.com forward slash Kim. Rate shield approval only valid on certain 30-year purchase transactions. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. Based on Quicken Loans data in comparison to the public data records. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states and MLS consumer access dot org number 3030. We'll be right back with House of Kim. Alexa isn't the only one with breaking news. Make sure to hang around at the end of this podcast for the latest breaking headlines on the AP News Minute. Sometimes in your life, you need to hit the reset button and life reboot on podcast one's got you covered. It's time for you to live your best life. And hosts Leah Messer, Lindsay Riley, and Brian Scott are here to give you the tools you need to empower yourself and live life to the fullest. And when you're in a place of self-worth, that's when you don't feel that need to kind of put people down and to judge other people for where they're at. It's kind of just like, this isn't right for my life. Check out Life Reboot every Wednesday on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And now back to House of Kin. You said such a crucial thing, though, that uh, some people, are, you know, they, they struggle to grasp. And it's 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 how you react to every situation in your life. And, it, mm-hmm. and you got two choices. You can either react yep. positively or you can react negatively. You can get down or you can or you can just say, hey, look, what, what what's it going to take to get me through this? What can I find that's I'm supposed to get from this? Uh, how can I make this uh, a positive for me? How can I benefit from this and use it to my advantage? and get to where I need to go. And you definitely, like you said, it wasn't easy. It's never going to be easy. The road traveled to where you want to go and that to find that ultimate dream is sometimes bumpy. It's sometimes rough. It's sometimes cold. It's, 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 but you choose positivity more than you let negativity take over. You know, you choose to be positive. You choose to find that, that, that something that's going to give you a little bit of light or a little bit of hope or a little bit of, of happiness. And you kick that negativity out the door, you know, and and it's not, it's not easy. But right. by no means. you choose positivity more than you let negativity come in. Yeah. Like I I remember getting to the point where I was like, oh, my God, I'm never going to look normal. And I hate using the word normal, but you know what I mean. You're um, normal. Yeah. It's your normal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> totally. Right. When City of Hope had turned me away when it came to plastic surgery, like the reconstructive side, which this is one of the biggest differences between an augmentation and a double mastectomy and having to do reconstruction with an augmentation you get instant results versus 
a double mastectomy, you don't know what's going to happen once the implant falls into place because there is no breast tissue. So for example, I had a lot of ripples. I had like indent indentations and all this weird things. I'm like, I don't know, like this looks like I had cancer. And when city of hope had told me, you know what, we can't do anything more than this. Like we, we advise you to go elsewhere to finish your reconstruction. Like my world was shattered. And I was like, what do you mean? I've built a relationship with the team of my doctors like I don't feel comfortable to leave like and I was like insulted and I'll never forget my plastic surgeon said he was and I'm not purposely dropping any names because <laughs> it's just I'm trying to be that's politically right. correct yeah, that's okay um but and he told me he was like you should be so grateful that you look normal with clothes I'm like that sounds good but realistically right. like I'm 26 I'm not married I don't have a boyfriend I don't want to hide behind clothes I want to you know take off my clothes and be comfortable I don't want to have to hide like right. this, this is not realistic for me this I, I have to do more than this and even as upset as I was with that situation of them turning away the best thing came of it was me meeting Dr. Galanis and Dr. Galanis I still am waiting for the day when I walk back to City of Hope and find that doctor and say, look at me now and tell me that I can't look normal because I can have a lot of people fooled that I had an augmentation now versus breast cancer. I mean, don't get me wrong. I definitely have scars and my scars are very visible. It's not hidden or anything, but I've learned to accept my scars. I don't look at them any different than I look at the scars on my hand. Like, Right. If you have an issue with scars, that's one thing. But if you have an issue with the placement of scars, then it's it, whatever. I don't know right. what to tell you. You need to go right. deal with your childhood trauma or something because <laughs> your insecurity, not mine. Right. Like if I'm fine with it, then you should be fine with it too. So yeah. Dr. Galanis like totally changed my life and it kind of sheds light on the positive side of plastic surgery because I feel like the last few years, plastic surgery has had a negative reputation because people feel like it's been misused or overused or whatever it is. And I'm like, okay, cool. But if it wasn't for plastic surgery, I wouldn't be able to look normal. And I think people forget that plastic surgery was created to help patients, like whether it was me and correct me if I'm wrong, but when cash got bit, I'm sure there was some sort of reconstruction or plastic surgery that was involved to make sure his face, again, I hate using the word normal, but looks as normal as it possibly could. So it, thank well, you God know, I'm very I- open about my plastic surgery. Yeah, I've, I definitely tell, and you know, people can, they, I get emails, you know, people bashing me. I can't believe you had your boobs done again, blah, blah, blah. I talk about it because that's what I choose to do. It doesn't mean somebody else chooses to do that, right. but mm-hmm. I want to feel beautiful. I want to feel how I want to feel what I feel is beautiful. You right. may not see it that way, or you may not see it that way or whatever, but that's why I'm so open with you know, doing my tummy, my boobs, right. you know how many people I've helped right. that have emailed us and said, Oh my God, you know, Dr. Hockstein changed my life. Aww. So that's why, you know, I definitely am very open with it. And I don't, you know, some people just aren't, and that's their own prerogative, but yeah, I but definitely uh, yeah. want women to know that like a people are scared to death of surgery, obviously. Right. And I know that that's kind of been, we've gotten a lot of emails about women just not wanting, you know, to, to have surgery and, um, I'm all for it. Put me to sleep and let me wake up. Yeah. With, you know, uh, me, <laughs> I'm right there with you. I'm like, all right, let's do this. Let's get it over with. Right. But it, and that applies to everything too, with, with individuals that they have an issue with it. That's fine. If you have an issue with it, then don't do it on yourself. But, right. but yeah. to voice or to attack or to cut somebody else who right. wants to do something to make themselves better right. or feel better or experience their life better. 
Well, why, why would why would you cut it down? I just I've never understood that. I got, that. I got really sassy on Twitter um, the other day because this lady's like, "You've had you've been nipped and tucked everywhere. That's why you look like that." And I was like, "Sweetie, I went in and had a tummy tuck, and I was a size four, and I came out a size four. I'm still a size four. Like, sweetie, I didn't go in a size twenty and come out a size four. You know what I mean? Well, like, even, even if you did, I'm like, yeah, that's what exactly you want. Right. That's what that's what makes you experience your life a hundred times better." And you should probably you know go do did? it too. No, so they, you can they posted a picture. Brielle had a video of me at the Apple Orchard or whatever, and and she made a video. They oh, yeah, they, they screenshotted it and they add like these big big legs. Uh-huh. And so I had to like I reposted a video it's in of between, myself like, and I was like, where you look like sixteen times wider. Yeah, and, and I was shit. like, oh sweetie, God. like yeah. you guys get a life. Yeah. Just, people kill me, but uh-huh. I tweeted also like I know why people are miserable, right? Like, and we'll use Nicole as an example. You could have really just gotten into a very dark. Oh deep, yeah, deep and place. had every right to in, in most people's eyes. You know, Absolutely. they should. You should be depressed. Go go sit over in the corner and cry right. for t- right. two years. You know that's. Right. But, yeah. Totally. But no, you know. How were your parents during during this? Were they able to be with you throughout all of this and and how did oh your mom God. handle the yeah. news? I told my sister as soon as the doctor told me, like, don't text mommy. Wait till we get home. Like, you know, and again, this is why her and I got into the fight because the university didn't want her to be there when the doctor said, hey, you have cancer. So even that, I was like, oh, okay, it makes sense. But anyway, so my sister had texted my mom before we even got home and she was like, mom, she has cancer. So when I came home, my mom was like, had already taken her out of van, had already taken everything else. <laughs> I thought it was like so weird that she was handling it so calmly. And then later on, like six months after the fact, I found out Monica was like, oh, yeah, I told mommy. I'm like, oh, my, oh my God. God. Are you kidding? Oh. Like, that's something you text somebody or like at least pick up the phone. But my parents, my family, my friends, everybody was super supportive. I had an entire army behind me. Every second that I was in the hospital, my dad was right there next to me. He changed all of my bandages. And, oh. you know, it was kind of awkward. I was like, oh, my God god like right. my dad's gonna look at my boobs <laughs> and touch them <laughs> right but you get to a point where you kind of detach yourself because for a long time i didn't feel like my chest was mine like all i saw were implants now i'm like totally comfortable and i bounced back better than before cancer but everybody was super supportive people that i thought i would never hear from reached out people that i thought would be there for me weren't there for me i saw so many different sides of family and friends and even myself but if it wasn't for my family and everybody that was there for me but especially my parents um i don't think i would have would have been able to do it because they gave me all the strength and confidence that i needed and i didn't doubt that they that they weren't going through it but i think everybody kind of put on a brave face because we have to and it wasn't until so last october for breast cancer awareness month every day i was posting a picture of like you know my last uh nine months because everybody was asking and it was then that it finally hit me where I was looking back at photos. I'm like, oh, my God, I cannot believe I legit had cancer. I've never even broken a bone or anything like that. So for me, and I'm terrified of needles. Like when I say terrified, I have like a legit phobia of needles. Brielle, the fact that Brielle has a get, major like, phobia as well. It's I got I was forced to get over. I'm not scared anymore. But um it was just, a, it just a, it like hit me after yeah. the fact, you know, and something else that's not talked about is like, I was on so many drugs that I felt like I kind of was emotionally numb to everything. So I didn't react until October. Everything kind of hit me at once because I wasn't taking any pain medication or right. anxiety wow, medication. Yeah. Everything kind of hit me at once. I was like, oh my God, like 
I, this really happened. I really had cancer. And I really, even now when I go back to City of Hope for my checkups and I see the patients with like masks and their gowns and IVs hook up and they're so sick. And I look at them, I'm like, I cannot believe that I was in your shoes less. I'm still not a year out from my last surgery. My last surgery was December. So I think I'm like grateful for my comeback. And I think a lot of it has to do with my mentality. I completely changed my perspective. I completely changed how I react to situation. And it's made me a better person, a healthier person. I've manifested a lot of my recovery. I like kept telling the doctors, I was like, I'm not taking tamoxifen and for those who don't know what tamoxifen, I like tamoxifen is. I like to describe it as like the birth control of cancer. You have to take this medication after you have cancer just to kind of kill any cancer cells that are elsewhere in your body. And I was like, I told my doctors, I was like, I know that the book says that when you have cancer, you have to take this medication, but I'm going against science and I'm going against the medical book because if you were to follow that, they would tell you that I wouldn't have had cancer at 26. So let's just throw my age out of the equation, but really look at my situation. And because my lymph nodes were negative, because I caught it so early, because it was stage one, um, my oncologist, the day of the appointment that I had to go in to get my prescription to take tamoxifen, he told me, he was like, you know what, I thought about it. And we all sat down and we talked about it. And the benefits versus the side effects of taking this medication isn't worth it. So we're going to tell you no on tamoxifen and just come in every three months for a checkup. It's the easiest checkup. He touches me, which I barely, I don't really have that much sensation anyway. So it's like, he touches me. He's like, okay, cool. You're done. And, And it's that easy. But um, again, did you have really, to have a mastectomy? Did you have to go through with that? How does that? Yeah, I had to because um, when I did the lumpectomy in December, and, and you know, whether you're removing a mole or a tumor off your body, you have to send it to pathology. It's just the law. And um, I had to do it because the cancer was in my right nipple, it was inside the milk duct. So that brings up something else that like I rarely talk about because it's something that I'm still a little insecure about. But um, I'm going to tell you because I feel like when I listen to your guys' podcast, like you guys are my modern parents. And I feel like the advice you guys... I feel like the advice you give to all your listeners is like advice you give to your own kids. So when I turn you on, I'm all ears. I don't just hear you talking. I'm like genuinely listening to you guys speak. Um, But because I had the cancer in my right nipple, um, I had to remove the right nipple and it was the hardest and it's still something that I struggle with. Um, It was the hardest decision to make, but I had to do it because it would have, it would have, um, Increased your it would risk, have, maybe. what's the word I'm looking for? It would have like, it was, there would be no point to do a double mastectomy if I kept the nipple because the cancer could come back right. in the nipple, nipple, even if I had gotten rid of the breast tissue. Right. Oh, uh, okay. Right. And so at first there was a compromise where they said, okay, you can come in every three months, three months and we'll do an ultrasound on the nipple to make sure the cancer is not there. I was like, you know what, at this point, like, I don't want to be paranoid. Let's just get rid of it and I'll deal with it later. So Um, They removed it. And again, thank God for plastic surgery because they were able to reconstruct a nipple out of my own skin. So it looks just as real as my other one. Yeah, it looks just as real as my real one, except for it's 100% fake and tattooed. And like, I still have like a 
um, a nipple. It's still elevated. They use your own skin to make it, which is pretty crazy. That medicine That's is really bad. Wow. That's really crazy. Yeah. I was going to ask you, because well, if you couldn't, couldn't have done that, I wonder, is there, is there such thing as like a transplant? Can you transplant a, a nipple maybe? I don't, I don't know. know, but that's a really maybe. Good I'm sure. I'm, I've heard probably of in five years. Like, right. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. And again, like I'm not a doctor by right. any means. I'm just ex- sharing my experience. Course, yes, um, for, Thank you for clarifying that too, because <laughs> yeah, I'm like <laughs> I'm not giving anybody a diagnosis. I'm strictly sharing my story. I'm sharing my story to encourage women to do self exams, like do a breast MRI, do an ultrasound, know your family history, as scary as it is to talk about the fact that you should be doing a breast exam under the age of 30. It's the reality of reality. And the only reason I got to get away from taking tamoxifen and doing chemo was because I caught it so early. And it's not something a double mastectomy, whether you have the BRCA gene and you decide to do it as a preventative measure or you have cancer and that's the only option don't be afraid of a double mastectomy it's 2018 medicine and technology is so advanced like thank god i live in la because i we have some of the best plastic surgeons here and if you live elsewhere in the country i'm sure you can come and like visit one of these plastic surgeons but it's it's gonna be okay everything's gonna be fine it's not the end of the world um it's it's just the way that it is and you just have to be smart about it and you know i can't even imagine where i would have been if i didn't find it this early if i had waited till i was 30 when again it's normal or age appropriate to do an exam like oh my god my heart skips a beat what if i'm like stage four by that point then what am i gonna do right i have always slept in croy's t-shirt or some old sweatpants upgrading my clothes for sleeping and around the house never really occurred to me until i discovered lunia I'm so impressed with the difference Lunia Restore line makes. Finally, something that functions well for sleeping and makes me feel like my best self around the house. Honestly, I mean, I still want to look sexy, but still appropriate if I have to answer the door to the FedEx guy. Let's be real. Lunia's Restore is an innovative sleepwear that enhances your performance in the bedroom. Nudge, nudge, sweetie. Through the blend of breathable and natural Pima cotton and psyllium, mineral-infused fibers, this sleepwear takes your body otherwise wasted energy and produces it while it sleeps, absorbs it, and converts it into infrared energy that is recycled back into your skin and tissues. What this means for you is better sleep, fast muscle recovery after tough workouts, increased energy, and more endurance. Seriously, it's regulated by the FDA. Can your frat t-shirt and frumpy sweats do that for you? I highly doubt it. Find out why Fast Company, Forbes, and Women Wear Daily are all raving about Lunia and get $15 off your first purchase at lunia.co slash Kim. That's L-U-N-Y-A dot C-O slash Kim for $15 off your first purchase. Lunia Sleepwear for the Modern Woman. So what would you say was your, your biggest key to your success of getting through this to where you are today? What is kind of that one piece that you could give somebody or tell somebody, hey, do this and this is probably going to give you a ton of strength or power or, or oomph. You have to be honest with yourself, like feel the emotions, have your days where you're sad, you're angry, you're confused, you're happy, like feel it out and just trust that it's a process and you have to be patient and it's going to work out in the end and stressing out about it isn't going to fix anything because I truly believe that whatever the end result is going to be, that's what it's meant to be. And so whether you stress about it or not, if you're ultimately going to end up with the same result, then just let it be like it's, you just, 
I don't really know if I answered your question to me. No, yeah, no, no, it's great. Yeah, it's, no, it's, I totally yeah. think I totally think that's that that's a great way to answer it. And I think that when you're dealt certain cards, you have to look at it. Uh-huh. I think it takes a, a you know a time period for people to process the information. However, you know, you probably, I probably wouldn't react the same way that you have, Nicole, and Corey might, you know, everybody kind of would react in a different manner, but it's like, okay, how can I get through this? And you kind of start that fight, and it's, and I think, you know, having a positive mind frame would would help or, you know, make that journey a little bit, if you can. I mean, I think you have to have a lot of support, a lot of people around you that that care, and you're right. I think think it's shocking um, the people that, that actually are not, you know, when you go through something like cancer right. that, that aren't there for you in your life and the ones that, that are oftentimes you're surprised by. Right. And yeah. I, I found too, she said numerous times where she, she knew where she wanted to be. So she said, I don't, I don't want to be taking uh, the, the drug that you said, right. Meloxin Tamox- or whatever, or I, I want yeah. to be fine or I want to be out of, you know, sir, you know, whatever it was, Just you get set this a dumb, goal no, yeah. and you kept your eye on where you wanted to be, right. no matter what it was going to take to get you there, you kept that positive mindset and said, look, okay, I had a setback today, but tomorrow's a new day. I'm going to make, you know, 10 strides tomorrow or whatever. Right. And you kept your focus on where you wanted to be in the future uh, to, you know, to manifest and to, and to build the life that you have today. Yeah. I mean, even my last surgery, um, I had, it goes full circle. So my last surgery was December 29th in 2017. And my first surgery was December 29th, 2016. And I was like, you know what? I understand that cancer is a chapter in my life, but it's not my life story. And I'm not going to give it more than a year. And so all of last year I was in and out of the hospital, which is fine. Um, it is what it is. It was, my it was reality. fine. It was fine. I mean, I didn't have a choice. Like it right. is what it is. Like, right. It's just, it, yeah, it, but the year went by so fast. Like I was still in the hospital this time last year. Like it is crazy how far I've come in such a short amount of time. Even now when I see people at the gym or the grocery store, I'm like, oh my God, I thought you were in the hospital. I'm like, I was. Now I'm not now. Right. Like right. I've moved on completely from that in my life. That's and fantastic. it's never, it's not something I'll forget. It's something people talk to me about all the time. Like I feel like Everyone's like, oh, this, I know this person has cancer. Like some days I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to go to this party because a lot of people I'm going to see for the first time since cancer. And today I just don't feel like talking about it. So I'm not going to go. And it's, you have to be honest with yourself. I don't, it's a horrible feeling. Like I remember in my stroke and cancer are comparing apples to oranges, but I remember going to the bank and they're like, oh, how are you? And it's like, man like yeah. you know, I don't want to tell no I would say Croy time. like holy shit Croy I'm so over I'm so fr- like yeah. ah, and I I stopped going places I think that's when I really stopped going places yeah. is because yeah. I didn't want people to be like oh and then they want to know like do, mm-hmm. does my face look different mm-hmm. does you know they yeah. had all these questions yeah. and it was just it was a lot to process but yeah. it moved on quickly right. you know for me thank god I did, I wasn't dealing with it for well I guess I was for a year but at a different level than right. you um, but yeah, it's, it just gets where you don't want to yeah. deal with it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, now I'm like open with it. I still, I talk about it all the time, um, because everybody has questions and then I think people get confused when like a couple weeks ago, I'll never forget. Um, I used to work out every morning with my mom at the gym and I was showing one of the girls my boobs because she was just like, what does it look like now? Like, how are you? They look so real. I wouldn't have known if I didn't know what you had gone through. 
And here I am, like, in the locker room lifting up my sports bra, and everyone's, like, looking and touching. Wow, they look so real. I'm like, right? It's not that bad. And so this lady looks over. She's like, did you just get your boobs done? And I was like, yeah, after five surgeries of having had breast cancer. And she was mortified. She's like, I'm so sorry and i was like yeah you sh- that's what happens when you stick your nose in places it doesn't belong yeah. like I might <laughs> when you assume like you make an yeah. ass out of you and me right. yep that's what i tell people even now when i see her at the gym she gets so uncomfortable and i'm like yeah you know what i'm initially people think like oh yeah she has fake boobs yes i 100 percent do but why don't you find out why and it's right. just kind of taught me that's a why you cannot like- assume with people you well, don't no. know what somebody's been through exactly. what they're going there through like go. i've you social no media idea. has definitely no brought that yeah. to the forefront of my mind yeah. because yeah. whenever people are posting pictures and they're doing these things it's like you just tend to think everything's hunky-dory right. but perfect. you know yeah, but behind the scenes, you find out, you know, a friend of ours, we found out had cancer actually a couple months ago, but all the pictures that have been going on on Instagram have been hunky-dory, everything looks normal, per se, mm-hmm. than normal. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, you know, I think that's definitely, um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's You it's, just don't know yeah. what people are going through. Don't assume. I think, you know, um, and be there for people, you know. They, yeah. Like you said, you spent time in the hospital, you know, you've. Um, that's when you really need to, I think, be there definitely for your friends. You guys, we're going to have Tracy um, Bloom on next week to talk about the cancer diet and some of the things that she has helped some of my friends. Um, one of a dear friend of mine um, that's been a part of our family for years had cancer a few years back and Kate and Tracy put together a diet for him. He's been cancer free and I'm big on alkaline water and kind of all this good stuff. So we'll have Tracy on next week to talk about the things that she feels like can help the body um, during times of, you know, Sickness. Sickness. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely no stress. Stress is like the number one killer. Yeah. No, it's totally. Yeah. Negativity breeds more negativity and cancer is negativity in my opinion. So when you fuel that negativity with more negative thoughts or stress or, or bad emotions, you're just building. And you don't want to be around people that are negative. Chloe Kardashian, so cute, posted today, your vibe attracts your tribe. And I thought it was so cute. Yeah. And, um, you know, Chloe's been posting some really cool things every day. These just really good, positive affirmations. And every morning I'm checking her page and, um, but yeah, your, your vibe affects your tribe. And I, and I think that, you know, in situations and people that are going through, you know, breast cancer or cancer of any sort, um, who you surround yourself with, who's around you, you need people that are uplifting, people that are energetic, people that are helpful, people that don't make you feel guilty. I don't even feel like it's a time to ask questions or, you know, it's just to be there. Sometimes you just, they just want to load a laundry done or sometimes they just need their kids to be picked up from school or, you know what I'm saying? Everybody yeah. kind of just, just to just be there. I think um, people kind of get so, so caught up with social media, with all this stuff. They're not even physically present to help people. And that was right. my question yeah. for your parents being there and, and that's really fun. What about your sister? Does your sister do breast exams every day, all day now? Is she paranoid? With No, she's not paranoid. She's just, um, she's high risk, definitely. So right. even though I tested negative for the BRCA gene. Oh, did you really? I, yeah, so did my mom. So, but I don't really, this is why I don't really believe in genetic testing because I do have a history of family of breast cancer and it's not in our gene technically. But then there are people who 
don't have the gene and then they and they do get cancer. I think I'm saying it backwards, but yeah. People that could, don't have the gene have gotten the cancer and people yeah. that do have the gene haven't gotten the cancer. Yeah. It's kind of like people who have never smoked a day in their life and they get lung cancer or they smoke every day in their life and they or don't get lung cancer. Right. So right. Right. again, that's why I'm like such a bit advocate on being your own doctor and being in tune with your body and knowing and, you know, instead of running away from this feeling of, oh my God, something's off, something's off. You got to like put on your big girl pants, go to the doctors. Figure I'm it one out. of these people that don't want to know though. Tracy and I have this conversation all the time. Cause she like always thinks she's dying. <laughs> always <laughs> thinks she's dying. Like she had a bloody nose one night. Uh-huh. It was, it was a pretty bad bloody nose when she FaceTimed me. And she was like, I'm dying. And I'm like, like okay, where's Croy? where's Croy? Yeah. I'm like, calm down, calm down, calm down. Let's, you know, and, but I said to Tracy, like, I, I just would rather not know, but that's not really true. No, you know, at the yeah. end of the day, I just had a mammogram. Dr. Hochstein, um has everybody do a mammogram, 35 and over. And it was, for me, totally fine. I had to, like, do certain things because I had implants. So, like, I had to, like, almost, mm-hmm. like, suck them in. And, like, it was, like, just dealing with a piece of, like, chicken or something. She was just, like, grabbing my breast and <laughs> plopping it on this damn table. And then, like, okay, don't breathe. And it's like, lady, can I breathe? Like, but it was really yeah. not what I expected, but it is, I mean, I don't know, you know, as I've had so many kids and I've been naked and legs spread delivering babies and all that right. good stuff. For some reason, you know, it's like in a room, it's quiet. You're with the monitor. The lady's like squeezing your boobs, you know, yeah. pushing something down on it. And it's still like, ah, but I'm glad I did it. Yeah. But I mean, I gotta be honest, you guys, I've never, I've never really done self exams. I just haven't. I don't I, know. I have. I've done some self exams. Oh, sweetie, <laughs> I know he's dying because you can't play with my boobies quite yet. I told him it's gonna be a year. But I definitely um, really appreciate you coming on and oh helping my, my listeners. And, and what is your what is the Instagram yes, please page for the Crystals? Because you guys have got to check them out. I'm obsessed with them. It's really cool. I think too. I, would you say? Would you say the Crystals? I, I, I feel like when you uh, people probably call me crazy, but when I pick up a crystal, I feel I feel energy. I I, I feel yeah. like. A hundred percent. So you're supposed to like when every time somebody says like, oh, which one should I pick? I'm like, the crystal will call you. And, you know, it sounds crazy, but you it'll you'll be gravitated towards a crystal. And I'm sure there's a reason why. But, yeah, you definitely will feel energy when you pick up the crystal. And I get on my crystals Reiki charge, so they uh, definitely have good jujus. Nice. <laughs> oh, that's Very really, nice. really that's cool. Okay, I'm what's the vibes. Instagram? It's crystal. Go it's ahead. crystals and cacti. Crystals with a Z, and then the X plays as the and, and then cacti. That's your Instagram? Yeah. Yes. Okay, that's, and, and, and the that's the only place to get them? Is there a website, too? Yeah, you can find them online at uh, crystalsandcacti.com. But it's not an and, it's an X. And okay. instead of an S for crystals, it's a Z. I like to keep things complicated. I was just going to say, can we just not? <laughs> I talk about people no. having like difficult Instagram names when I'm doing no. like my I cashmere know. giveaways. And it's like, you know what? I if you're mean... Susan Smith, I'm picking you because if you're like 16 other names, it's like I'm going to miss a letter. <laughs> I can't find you. No, no but you're Chris. That you just guys... means when they find it, that's where they're supposed to be because it, you know. You guys means... can also go to my Instagram. I follow the page and it'll be make it real easy for make y'all really to um, to find it. Well, thank you so much, Nicole. Thank I love you. you. I adore you. So I really appreciate it. you. I feel the same way. Oh, you're so sweet. Yeah, of course. If you're looking to buy a car, you're probably familiar with the terms MSRP. You might even know what it stands for, but what does it actually really mean? The same goes for invoice, list price, and dealer price. It's enough to 
confuse anybody. Let's be honest. All you're really looking for is a price that actually means something. Introducing True Price from True Car. Now you can know exactly what you'll pay for for the car that you want, including fees and accessories before you even get to the dealership. True Car dealers will show you the true price on cars like the one you want, all from the comfort of your own home. And how do you know if True Price is a great price? Because True Car shows you what other people paid for that same exact car that you want. And your certified dealers know this, so they set their True Price competitively so that they can win your business. So when you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Well, that was uh, such oh my a cool gosh. interview and such a such a cool story. I think you can feel her energy through oh the phone. Oh my gosh, I know. Like I literally like my vibration is so positive you right now. You guys can look at my Instagram. She literally is not only beautiful on the inside, she's super beautiful on the outside. Um, I mean just an all around well balanced, strong yeah. twenty eight year old, twenty seven, almost twenty eight year old. Twenty seven probably twenty seven gonna be twenty eight you, yeah. Um, yeah, she's, she's going to yeah. be 28. Um, I mean, most people, you know, don't even experience anything like what she's right. experienced in right. their entire lifetime. So, right. but if, as you can see, her attitude is just positive and, yeah. and she's, you know, turned it around, looked at it and said, you know, I'm thankful for this because it's done. It, you know, now I'm a gardener, quote unquote, yeah. uh, hilarious. So she's funny. so funny. Every time I hang up with her on the phone, she's like, I'm going to be the gardener. <laughs> and it just makes me laugh so hard. But, um, no, God, she's just just amazing. And I really wanted her to come on the podcast to, um, and this will lead us into our golden nugget, um, to explain to you guys, you know, because I, I gotta be honest, I didn't, I didn't do self breast exams. Like it never, I mean, I know you're supposed to, um, I know that every year when I have my pap smear and my annual, my OBGYN or my GYN does it. I've been pregnant for so damn long. I call them OBGYN. They do it. But I, you know, honestly, it's never really crossed my mind to do it and then I've had two mammograms because the last time Dr. Hoxstein did my boobs he mandated uh, my mammogram as well but the golden nugget it's the golden nugget you win is a mammogram you guys You know, honestly, it's pain-free. Implants or no implants. It's really pain-free. It can save your life. Self-breast exams are a must. And I do agree that putting some kind of lotion or soap in the shower and kind of feeling around, um, it saved her life. Enjoy the process. Troy. (laughs) I'm totally joking. This guy, men, you know what? He'll probably, this guy would see me in the shower playing with my boobs for or doing a self-breast exam and he's like, hey, can I join you? Can I help out with that? No, no, no. But in all seriousness, in all seriousness, I I think it's important for men too. I think we hit a huge point that, that these thresholds that, you know, modern medicine has set no longer apply. We're, we're exposed to so many different, uh, things that are, are, are just changing the human body, you know, and they're altering us some good, some bad. So you're never too young, you know, give yourself a self exam, even men too, you know, like the crap that we're eating and the stuff that we're have, you know, forced to kind of uh, put our bodies through. It's just totally different. So do it. you have nothing to lose. Do it, you know, seriously. And especially women, you guys have nothing to lose. You really don't have anything to lose. No. I mean, you know, um, and you have a whole lot to gain if you were to find something. So, right. you know, I think take your health very serious. You know, you know, with my stroke, no comparison to cancer, but, you know, I had a very abnormal headache. When I look back, it's like, you dumbass. Like, Excedrin wasn't working, girl. Excedrin migraine ended up saving my life. I took eight that day, which you're not supposed to, but it thinned my blood enough where 
I didn't die from the clot. Right. Um, so I'm thankful for that. But it's like, you know, I should have just said dancing with the stars is obviously a competition. You know, if you're not there to dance, you're eliminated. I didn't want that because I became real competitive after the first week and I sucked so bad. So I was like, no, I'm coming back, baby. Right. So I kind of knew more of like what to expect. So I refused to do anything other than that. But it's like I look back and it's like, you know what? You, I could have been done that day. Like right. you, you really have to listen to your body. If you feel something, what you know, if you feel something, anything in your breast at any point, just get it checked out. Right. Don't doubt yourself. Don't think you're silly to get it checked out. You know, I mean, what if Nicole did that? You know, it's nothing. It's nothing. I'm 26. What if she just did that? Right. You know, where would she be today? Who knows? Yeah. So anyhow, you guys, also I wanted to touch base on our live podcast here in Atlanta on November 15th at 7.05 p.m. That's what we're hoping for. We're shooting for it. We're shooting for it. Um, I know that the tickets were going to go on sale today. We're just trying to wrap up the logistics and get some signatures. And there's a whole lot that goes into this shit, y'all. I just thought I was going to walk in, sit down, and we were about (laughs) to have a big old party. But there's logistics insurance and, you know, all that hoopla that Corey kind of deals with. I just... You know, I definitely didn't anticipate uh, a few things, so it has extended the time that it was going to take me to get everything locked in and, and ready to go for you guys to enjoy that fun night with us. So uh, they will be coming on sale, hopefully I'm before hoping, I'm hoping, next Wednesday. Yeah, I'm hoping before next Wednesday. I'm hoping for Monday, but you guys can tune in or, or check my Kim Zolciak Beerman Instagram account yes. as well as my Twitter. Yes, um, and Croy's as well. Yes. We will be announcing. Um, you know, obviously a few hours before they go live, there's only, like I said, 360 tickets. Well, I think there's uh, 20 of them that are being yeah, held like right you know, around 350. That'll, that'll I be think less sale. than a little bit less than yeah, that, actually, yeah. between our family and, and yeah. handicap so, accessible. They reserve some yeah. for that. And, and so. Uh, but yeah, anyways. So anyways, you guys um, hurry. There's not very many. There's seats, not very many seats. You guys will have a option to do a meet and greet yes. as well when the tickets go yep. up. Um, which will be after the event. Yes. Um, Brielle, me, Croy, Ariana, Chef Tracy Bloom. It'll be really fun. So yeah. anyway, I apologize that they are not up yet, but I, I promise you that they will be. So, okay, this has been a very emotional podcast. I'm ready to sign off, sweetie. Okay. Go about our day. I Ariana turned 17. Man, My girlfriend's okay in Panama City. Thank you, Jesus. Right. Nicole's an angel and just so sweet to share her story with all of you and be so open and honest i thought i was the only one that knew about her not having a nipple right but now 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 the house of kim knows yeah it's house amazing of kim knows yeah no she's such a sweetheart you oh guys can head over to my instagram i tagged her um she's really just super special yeah. so anyways you guys i'm drained if i you feel got drained to complain about today you probably don't if yeah you thought you did you probably you don't probably don't right. you probably put a smile on and and uh Feel Nicole's positive vibes and help her lift you up because she's pretty she's spectacular. And yeah, she's cool. pretty spectacular. She's definitely, um, you know, been through it and it puts things into perspective, I think, for us all. Yeah. So be very thankful for where you're at and what you have because I can promise you that somebody out there has it way harder than you. So, right and help people out, you guys. Yes. You know, help people out. We're all here on this planet. You know, to to help others. I think that's the main goal and the main that's my that's our main goal. Yeah. I know Corey and I, we love to help people. We love to um, do see things people, for people, yeah, see people succeed. See people succeed. Yeah. And I'll touch base on money real quick when it comes to this factor. Um, money is they call it like the circle of life, right? Like you have to 
Let you make flow. money you and you have flow. to spend money, right? A lot of people, and we'll maybe get into this next week on our podcast, but you make money to spend the money. You right. can't just hoard all your money because right. you stop the flow of it. Right. So if you can donate to the people in Panama City, right. um, Mexico Beach, that sort of thing, down in Florida, yes. um, they would greatly appreciate it. Cause. Even, you know, $100, mm-hmm. a dollar, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter. It all, a little to you is a lot to somebody else right, right now. On. So. Okay, you guys, I got to sign off. I'm uh, so emotional over this stuff that my girlfriend's okay because I literally have been like sick to my stomach. My one girlfriend were sending me photos um, from Destin. Like, we're okay. They live directly on the water. Right. It's insane that their house, right. and nothing short of God, that their house was unaffected by that. But she's been working so hard for the right. tirelessly the last five days yeah. to help everybody down there. Six yeah. days, I guess, um, to help everybody down there. And um, anyways, it was just really, really cool. So. Yep. All right, 100 pounds is off my shoulders. Thanks, Nicole, so much for sharing your story. And um, we will be back next week, you guys. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening to House of Kim with Kim Zolciak-Bierman. Catch new episodes every Wednesday exclusively on PodcastOne.com, the Podcast One app, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you love the show, don't forget to leave a rating and review. Sponsors for this week's House of Kim are Just Fab. Go to justfab.com slash Kim to get your first style for as low as $10. Lunia, check out lunia.com slash Kim for $15 off your first purchase. Rocket Mortgage, head over to rocketmortgage.com slash Kim to get started now. CW's Charmed, watch Charmed at 9, 8 central, Sundays only on the CW. And True Car, visit True Car for a more confident car buying experience. I love you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's House of Kim. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.